chapter number 2 from verse 14 to 16. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 from verse 14 to 16. Let's read. Ready? Go. Now, thanks be to God who always called Okay, you read it well, but I think you can read it better. So let's read it again from 14. Shout if you can. Ready, go. Who is sufficient for these things? Father, I pray you breathe your spirit over these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you sit down, say, I need contagious faith. Or oh, say like you mean it, I need a contagious faith. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Give somebody a high five next to you and tell them you need a contagious faith. Hallelujah. He said in verse 15 for we are to God an aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and to those who are perishing, we are the smell of death. Uh, I don't know whether you have smelled something that has died before. How many have smelled something that has died? Give me a wave, give me a wave. You smelled something that has died. Uh, how does it smell when you smell something that is dead? It, it has a bad smell. It has a certain nauseating smell. It has a smell that is not pleasant. And the Bible is saying that you and I, to those that are perishing, because we refuse to allow our faith in Christ to be contagious, we are a bad smell to them. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It says to those that are perishing, we are a bad smell. Why? Because we refuse to tell them about the gospel. I said to you, anything is said to be contagious when at the contact of that thing, you are infected or affected by it. Hallelujah. If, you have, if somebody has smallpox or chickenpox or, or they have Ebola or measles and you go near them, you catch whatever they have. If somebody has a cold and you go near them, you will catch what they have, isn't it? If they have a cough and a cough in your face, you will catch what they have. How come people come near you and they don't catch Jesus Christ? You're a bad smell. I didn't say, don't look at me that way. He says that for those who are perishing, we are like a bad smell. The aroma of death. A nauseating type of smell. 
That sometimes when you smell, you, you feel like throwing up. How many will agree with me that sometimes when something is dead, the, the bad smell can lead you to where the dead thing is? The bad smell will lead you to the, where the thing is. You see, most of the time when the animal in the house or like a rat or rodent or something dies, it, it dies in a very obscure place. But the smell is so bad that it takes over the house. Some of us, the reason why people don't want to know about God is because our smell has come to their nostrils. Our hypocrisy, our judgmental attitude, our judgmental spirit that we carry is so nauseating that they don't want, if this person is a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. How many have heard somebody say that before? My, my, my sermon is in two parts. The first thing is about faith, the Christian faith. Then I also want to talk about your faith. Sometimes your faith can be contagious. Sometimes your faith can be quarantined. I said to you, the opposite of contagious, anything that is contagious, is something that is quarantined. If the thing is quarantined, it means that the thing is held captive. It cannot be set loose. You know, when, when uh, Ebola came, what they tried to do, do was to try and isolate people that have Ebola and quarantine the disease so that it doesn't spread from people or from country to country. So when you come from a place that they feel is the Ebola infected place, what they try to do is they try to quarantine you to see whether you have the disease or not before they set you loose. Are you with me? Some of us, we have quarantined Jesus Christ within the church. Ask your neighbor, is he talking about you? Jesus Christ has been quarantined in the four walls of the church and we only come to visit him from time to time on Sundays. Hello, how are you? Bye, and we go. You know, when somebody has, somebody has a contagious disease and you go to visit them, they give you a certain type of uh, uh, gear to wear, isn't it? Mask and everything. And you are not allowed to touch them. Maybe they put you behind a screen. And then you look into the, the, the screen. You see the person and you, you wave at the person, talk to the person through the screen. And then you say, hi, bye. I hope you are okay. We are praying for you. And then you turn around and leave. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that's what we do sometimes. We come to church, but we come with a mask on. This church people, uh, you don't have to trust them. They are all hypocrites. They will smile with you, but behind your back, they'll be saying, that's a mask you've put on. This church people, uh, you, you, you know, what they are saying, it doesn't apply to some of us, you know. So we just, we are visiting, but you have a mask on. And you try and put up a smile and a wave. Hi, Jesus. Hi, bye. And then as soon as you leave the door, you leave, you leave the, all the mask and those infect-ridden things. You leave it in the, in the bag, in the yellow waste bag. How many, how many have seen those yellow waste in the hospitals? In, the hospitals? in fact, infects, you remove it. Some of us, our Bibles are removed as we are leaving. We put them in, uh, in the boots only to revisit it on Sunday. That is a quarantined faith. Hallelujah. And that is the smell of death. I wrote four things that the smell of death shows us. Quickly, let me read them to you. When something dies, you smell it before you see it. 
our condemnation of them judges them before they die. When something dies, you smell it before you see it. Some of us, our condemnation, we look at people with our nose in the air. This person is on drugs, is on crack, so they should not be allowed to come to the church. You don't want to even, it's when you are giving flyers, you know, and tracks in the street, and you see a certain type of person passing, you, 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 you bypass them. Because they look like they have been condemned to hell already. So we have become the judge and jury of some people, and we condemn them even before they have died. You see that, you smell the dead thing before you see it. So they are smelling hell before they see hell. Because we have told them that you are not good enough to be saved. How many of us were good enough for salvation? Oh, I said, how many of us were good enough for salvation? The next one is, a bad smell will lead you to discover where that dead thing is. Our bad, no, I said that, our bad or judgmental behavior puts them off. It puts them off. You will not want to eat in a place where there is something has died and is smelling. Our behavior puts people off. Ask the person next to you, is he talking about you? What did they say? Oh, you didn't like my message. I can preach a very nice message. The next one, a bad smell is repulsive and unattractive. As believers, we sink, we stink in most cases because our hypocritical behavior to the people we really need to be winning will never get them saved. We will never attract them. We want to be a contagious church. A contagious church is not full of holy Christians. Just as a, a hospital is not full of people that are healthy. If you want to see people that are healthy and that are doing well, maybe you go to the gym, you might see a lot of healthy people. But when you go to the hospital, you are guaranteed to see people that are suffering from certain diseases, people that have illnesses, people that are weak, people that cannot do certain things for themselves. And the house of God, the hospital of faith is the house of God. We are all not perfect. A saint is just a sinner who fell down but got up. Did they get up by themselves? God pulled them out. That is the hospital that we find ourselves in today. The contagious church or the contagious Christian is a Christian who knows that I am not saved by my good works. I am saved because grace found me. And the same grace can find that person who is next to me. The same grace that found me can find somebody else. Hallelujah. Don't be a bad smell. Amen. Don't be a bad smell. Amen. To those that are perishing, we are a bad smell. The smell of death. I don't know whether you smelled death before. Uh, I don't know whether I, I have visited somebody and when I left the room, I knew the person was not going to make it because I smelled the smell of death. There's a, it's a certain smell. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a smell when you know 
When you smell it, you know that this person is dead. They are not dead yet, but they are dead. I remember when I left the hospital, I called my wife and I said, this guy is dead already. He said, what do you mean? What? I said, this guy is not going to make it. And within 24 hours, he died. The smell of death. Those who are perishing, we are a smell of death. We call ourselves Christians. But we pass by them to come to the house of God. We pass by them this morning in our t-shirts, Contagious Church. And we never affected them and we came. Uh, uh, I think I need, I need, I need immunity. I need... <laughs> uh, the, the, the bad smell is usually localized. And it stays in that location. See, when something is dead, the smell is localized. So maybe when they, you close this door and go to the other place, you will not smell it as bad. When you go to another room, there's no smell. But when you come here, you, f- you smell it. How many know what I'm talking about? We smell locally or in a localized way because we have quarantined that smell. The other day, uh, I think an animal had died in the basement. And it's like, it's only when you go on, on a corridor, when you walk past a certain part of the corridor, you smell that smell. But when you go to other places, you don't smell that smell. And I was like, no, that thing cannot be dead around here. So we looked for it, we couldn't find it. Then I said, I think it's in the basement. And when we went to the basement, we found it. Because that smell had been quarantined. You see, when you quarantine your faith, you are like a localized smell. Mm, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Bad smell is localized. It's in the toilet. It's, you can't smell it when you go to the living room. But when you go to the toilet, it's like, mm, somebody has been here. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, in the same way, when we, we don't make our faith contagious, when we don't make our faith, you know, out for everyone to see, we are like a very bad smell in the toilet. Ah, uh, you don't like my message. I say you don't like my message. Look at somebody and tell them it's a message. <laughs> tell somebody it's a message. Hallelujah. Okay, let, let's, let's look at a, 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 something that's contagious. An outbreak, a sudden violent outburst. Outbreak of war, outbreak of epidemic, isn't it? How many remember the, the, is it the Gaza Spring or the whatever spring? What was it called? The Arab Spring. What was the Arab Spring? People decided that they didn't like their government anymore. It started from one country and it spread around all the Arab countries, from Morocco to Egypt to Libya, and it went on to other places. Hallelujah. It was a contagious uprising. Can you imagine if that same outbreak happened in Christianity? It starts in one church, then it goes to another church, then it goes to another church, that we have we've stood up and we say, now Christ is the answer to every, everything. 
We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to go and tell the whole world about Christ. We rise from here. Contagious church, next door. Contagious church, the other church down the road. Contagious church, the other church and the other place. Contagious church. But when it comes, the churches are fighting amongst each other. Who smells worse? <laughs> Do we smell better than you smell? We, are, see, we have the smell. If you mean smell, we smell better than you. We smell better than you smell. They say, no, 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 no. We have a, we have a, a sharp smell. It penetrates your soul. I said, no, 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 no. We have a smell. When you smell, your hair will stand up on your head. Yes. You're preaching. So our church is, is, has nice girls. Our church has better music. Our church has a better pastor. Our church, we, have, we, we, we do signs and wonders. Signs and wonders where? Doing where? Going where? Smell. You are, you are now trying to argue which smell smells worse. Every bad smell is a bad smell. It's not, I smell, I smell worse than you smell. <laughs> I smell, I smell, my smell is worse than your smell. smell. When you come to smell me, you know, hmm, you have smelled something. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. It has to be a sweet aroma. You see, a sweet aroma is pleasant. It's attractive. Have you been hungry before? And you went near uh, somebody's house who is cooking a very nice, smelly, sweet-smelling food. You see your, the saliva buds in your, in, the, in, your, in your mouth will start watering. And you, uh, you, your, stomach, your, your nose will be leading you to the place where the sweet smell is coming from. You see, if we smell good, people from nowhere will find where the smell is. There was a man called uh, John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness, smelling of, of, of God, smelling of grace, smelling of humility, smelling of God's power. And the Bible said, and they came from far and near to the wilderness to hear him because he smelled good. The church is going to become overflowing when we smell good. When the aroma changes, people, I was passing and I felt something tell me to come in here. Have you ever heard somebody say that before? Nobody invited me. I was just passing and I just felt like coming in here. Because the smell has gone in the air and it just, my nose is leading me. Sometimes you don't have to open your mouth. In your workplace, in your, in your, in your school, somebody will say, no, you have something I want. Because the smell that you exude has attracted me to you. Can, can, I, can I find out what perfume you are using? Can I, there, there are some women, it doesn't matter how ugly you look, if you have a good smell, they are attracted to you. Uh, yeah. have, you not seen, have you not had an experience like that? It's like, when you have a good smell, they, 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 it doesn't matter how ugly you are. It's like, oh, 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 hi. What perfume do you use? Ah, can I be your friend? 
Ladies, am I, is what, what I'm saying, is it, is it real? That sometimes you, you are, not you, but you know somebody who knows somebody who has been attracted to a man because of the perfume they wear. But what if they change the perfume? Okay, guys, guys, how many of you, you know, that but for the perfume, it's wooden time. <laughs> give me a wave, give me a wave. That's why it's ex- nice perfumes are more expensive. Because they can open the way for you. <laughs> ah, you didn't hear what I said. Some perfumes are, are nice because they open the way for you. Some perfumes, too, when you put on, they will never come. Ah. <laughs> they won't come next to you. They, they, they start conversations. The conversation, the perfume just starts. Hmm, what perfume are you using? Listen, Christ in you is like a good perfume. I don't know, but there's something about you. It makes you different from... I've seen guys, I've seen people come here, but you are different. What is it about you? I pray that we'll have a good smell. I say a good smell. I don't know about you, but I want to have a contagious smell. A smell that everybody will be attracted to Jesus because of my life. Because of me. Not, not drawn away. Not, not uh, 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 say, I will never ever serve God because of you. And you also call yourself a Christian. If people like you are Christians, then I don't want to be one. Means that smell is very bad. How can we become a sweet smelling savor? Aromatic. That attract people, number one. Um, are, you, are you with me so far? How can we, how can we become... A- aromatic number one when you become somebody that infect people that come to you God brings to you when you use every opportunity God gives you to touch somebody. How many remember the story, I think it's in Acts um, about um, Philip. Acts chapter 8, 26 to 28. Remember that story? Philip, there was an Ethiopian Enoch who was sitting in his uh, chariot and he was reading the book of Isaiah. Didn't understand what he was reading. He he just saw, he was just reading and this man was jogging by him. And the man heard him read it so loudly. And so Philip said that, I am in 2027 now, 28. He went to the Ethiopian Enoch, man of great authority, 28, go sitting in the chariot, reading the, the book of Isaiah 29. The spirit said, go near and overtake the chariot. It means he was jogging by him. So Philip ran to him and had him reading the book of Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you are reading? 
And he said, how can I, unless someone guides me? And Philip said, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity. So somebody, somebody, who, you, you are sitting on the bus, and then somebody turns, it, it's, it's very hot in here. It's an opportunity. Hell will be hotter. <laughs> At this juncture, one may ask, what is hell? Can we talk about hell? Let's talk about hell. Using all the opportunities. You look very nice today. It is Christ in me. Listen, the person you see today, this is not how I've always looked. I am looking like this today because Christ has made a difference. You share a little testimony of your own life. That is it. You are very, you are very aromatic. Your smell is, is enticing. Because as for people starting conversation, you don't have to start a conversation. But they will bring the conversation to you. Nice word, isn't it? <laughs> yes, nice. But can you imagine how hell will look like? Uh, uh, heaven will feel like. Heaven will be nicer. You know, the Bible says that. You know, the grass, the, when you step on it, the grass can respond to you. When you step, they don't die. They don't go under. When you, when you step on it, they, they spring you up and they talk to you. Do you want to go to heaven? Do you? Do you? Do you? I can lead you to heaven. Uh, have you ever been to heaven yourself? Uh, it's a good, good opportunity. Now let me tell you about a man. I met a man. I met a man. See, some religion will say that when you do this, when you do this, when you do this, when you don't do this, when you don't do this, when you don't do this, you will make it. But our Christianity says that it's not what we are doing, but Christ will take us. I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the father except through me. All you need to do is to believe in me and believe in what I can do. And I will take this life of yours and make it better. Oh, wow. Is that, is that right? And your, has your life become better? Let me tell you about my life. Boy, I used to. I was. I have done. I have been. I have, I have done this. I have gone here. I have done that. But when Christ came in, now I am. Now I have. Now I am, now I have, now I can, now I am, now I can, now I am. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. If this is your story, then I want my story to be like yours. Because I can relate. The places you mentioned, I have also been there. I'm in a situation I'm going through. If the God that delivered you is the same God he can deliver me to. Can you introduce us? Oh, I thought you wouldn't ask. Now let me show you my man. Let me show you my man. Hailing from the west coast of Bethlehem by way of the Benja. 
around the corridors of the road of Calvary, sitting by the hill of Golgotha, the cross, and the blood that flowed, that bought salvation. That same blood will buy your salvation and give you peace. Come, let me show you that man. Talking about having a contagious faith. Every opportunity that comes, utilize it. Hallelujah. Utilize it. The next one is use your, your resources to reach out to the poor. Sometimes, you know, in, in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says, Jesus talking, he says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The gospel is meant for those that are poor. When I say poor, it doesn't necessarily mean just poor in, in monetary terms. But poor in terms of soul, in terms of happiness, in terms of health, in terms of joy. In, because people can have money and they are poor in happiness or peace. Poor in terms of, uh, uh, of uh, even health. Poor. Hallelujah. The gospel is to be preached to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. When was the last time you, you, you used your love to heal somebody who's brokenhearted? When was the last time you went out of your way to be kind to somebody that needed kindness? When was the last time you put an arm around somebody who needed the arm? Listen, one of the things that is priceless is a hug. How many have received a hug all this week? Give me a wave. See how priceless the hug is. This week, just this week alone. How many have received a hug when you're going through a hard time? You're going through a hard time and somebody give, gave you a hug. And how did it make you feel? It's comforting. Listen, one of the priceless acts you can do is to put your arm around somebody and say, it will be all right. It will be okay. I can understand what you are going through. I know I feel your pain. But listen, Christ will not put more on you than you can bear. Just hang on in there. It will be all right in the morning. Hallelujah. How many are learning something? Making your faith contagious. Sometimes you need to give to the poor. Literally. To make your faith. You see, a man don't know how much you care. And to show them. Are you with me? When you show them how much you care by an act, they will never forget. They will forget what you say by your act of kindness, will never be forgotten. Hallelujah. Your act of kindness 
will never be forgotten. Let me go to the second part of, I'm finishing in five minutes, don't worry. The second part of, of, of the contagious faith is when you allow your faith to rise and affect God. When they say something is contagious, it means that it is infectious. If you can infect somebody with sickness, you can infect God with your faith. Ah, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. But you can infect God with your faith. Amen. Mark chapter 6 verse 25. The Syrophoenician women, he went, immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, I want, no, 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 that's not what I'm looking, looking for. I said, Mark 7, you are doing 6. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and came and fell at his feet. And the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus said, let the children be filled first. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table eat of the crumbs, the little children's crumbs. And Jesus said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come out of the house, she found the demon gone out. And the daughter lying on the bed. The woman was an unbeliever. Was not a Christian. But her faith was infectious contagious and she used her faith to buy a miracle for her, her daughter are you with me some of us we have quarantined our faith i'll give you an example of a quarantine faith do you remember the man at the pool of Bethesda? he sat down and said i have no man to help me into the water when the water is stirred up when you start making excuses the reason why I'm like this is because nobody's helping me. I don't have a friend. I don't have this. I don't have that. That is a quarantine faith. Everybody in this room has faith. It is what we decide to use our faith for. Some of us, we use our faith to sit on the chair we sat on. And that's it. We never ever use our faith to claim something that God, only God can give us. When was the last time you tested God? I'm asking a question. When was the last time? See, the woman found where Jesus was and went to where Jesus was and said, come and heal myself. And Jesus was, I'm busy. I am dealing with more important things. See, I am not letting you go unless you come and heal. And the woman said, listen. Jesus said, listen, it is not right to give the children's bread to dogs. That's an offensive statement. You are calling the woman a dog. And the woman said, yes, Lord. Call me a dog if you have to. 
Call me a little dog if you have to. But even the little dogs eat of the crumbs. And I deserve a crumb. I deserve. While on others thou art falling, do not pass me by. And Jesus said, wow. I have not seen such faith. Remember the same Jesus went to his home country. And the Bible said, and there he could not do any miracle, save to lay hands on a few sick folk. Why? Because they had quarantined in the faith. They did not have any belief that God, Jesus, would do anything. This is not a carpenter's son. Don't we know him? So when you become familiar, you quarantine your faith. This, this afternoon, if you allow your faith to be contagious, any and everything you are looking for, God is going to give it to you. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more and then we'll pray. I, 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 feel, I feel the spirit of God here already. And remember uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 43. The pressing faith. The pressing contagious faith. The woman with the issue of blood. This woman has suffered so badly. She had been For 12 years, spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by them. And she came from behind. You know, in those days, women were not allowed to go to places where especially rabbis or holy men were. So to be in a place where holy men like Jesus, like a rabbi is, is against protocol. And you see, when the men are here, the women are supposed to be in another place. They don't mix. But to press past protocol, to press past the, the who to call, the, to press past the, the noble people and all these big high-minded people, to press past them and say, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. And immediately, her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus felt it in himself and said, who touched me? And Peter said, you see the crowd passing around you and yet you say, who touched me? <laughs> I had a teacher who used to talk like that. <laughs> Verse 46. And Jesus said, no, somebody touched me for I perceived that power came out of me. That is exactly what your faith can do. To pull power out of God. This afternoon, let your faith pull power out of God. How many are prepared to let your faith pull power out of God? Your faith is about to pull a husband out of God. Ah, your, your faith is about to pull a wife out of God. Your faith is about to pull a new job out of God. Your faith is about to pull healing out of God. Your faith is about to pull something that only God can give you. I pray that you, and I challenge you, let your faith be contagious this afternoon. 